Welcome, and thank you for listening to the 9-7 Podcast, where we talk about our journey from 9-7 to now. We are your hosts, Richard and Mary Robinson. Though we aren't relationship experts, we've learned a lot along the way since 9-7. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, hey. How you doing today, boo? I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing good. It's a nice, bright, sunny day. Mm-hmm. Spring has... Is upon us. It's not quite here yet, but we can see the beginnings of the springtime of the year. No, I don't, I don't count spring until I see some buds. <laughs> I don't see no. I don't see no budding going on. So. That's very true. But the weather is starting to turn, though. Yeah, until next week when it's back to zero. Don't snow. say that, please don't. <laughs> but um, yeah. So this month is Women's History Month. Yep, Women's History. Yep. Right behind Black History. Yep. When is, um? don't they have like a Latin History Month and an Indigenous People History Month? Oh, I'm okay. not certain when they Maybe are. I, I do think there is a Hispanic one. Um, They might call it Latinx now. Okay. But I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Somebody let us know if you know when those months are. Let us know. It's just funny to hear our children in the background. If you can hear them, it's just funny to me. Yeah. But um, so I figured this week we would take a moment and first shout out my our oldest daughter who has an amazing podcast um, called Bet You Didn't Know, where she's been highlighting amazing African American women. Uh, That's been a passion of hers now for a few years, just to do a little bit of research on African-American women. And so right now, all of the people that she's been um, reviewing and letting people know about have been African-American women. So um, Mm -hmm. if you have five minutes, none of of the episodes are more than five minutes. So if you have five minutes... Um, give give those a listen. It's called Bet You Didn't Know, hosted by Amari Robinson. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's a women's history and Black history crossover, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. It's just right now no, there there aren't any men. I don't know if she'll ever put men in there because she's just been researching African American women. But um, she said maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> But right now, there's just so many women that she's learned about that she wants everyone else to know about, too. So Mm -hmm. she's pretty excited about that. And these different pioneers deserve to be highlighted, just like anyone else. Yep. So while we're on the subject of our oldest, we can give her a shout out first. So, you know, she's a pretty amazing young lady Mm -hmm. coming up on those teen years and... um, really passionate like we said about women's history specifically african-american women's history and um making some paths and 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 things herself with learning how to code right alongside you and she has an app in the a sticker app in the apple app store and she's um learning programming on her own i mean yes with your guidance but it's a lot it's very much self-directed because i i we homeschool but that's not my area Mm -hmm. so she's self-directing and then um coming to you with questions and you're directing her you know to to new and different paths and that's pretty pretty awesome yeah and i think the the thing that's really interesting 
was her how well she took to the podcast idea in doing the research on these different uh, historical figures. I don't know if it's a thing that she's doing to... I don't know if she took to it so well because she's reinforcing in her the lineage of great um, African-American women that's come before her. Or is it just her wanting to understand what else have African-American women or how have they contributed to the overall history and understand how American history, uh, you know, because we talk about it in homeschooling that American history is often presented from a particular lens Mm -hmm. when it's actually a tapestry of various people and groups putting into the historical landscape so the way it kind of started with that particular subject was um when we first started doing history like hardcore history coming from the classroom i knew what was and wasn't really taught and so i being homes a homeschooling mom who has a desire and passion for um curriculum i wanted to do it in a different kind of way so instead of teaching just the basic you know yeah we learned like where we live and stuff like that because to me geography is important especially for younger kids because it kind of gives them a idea of the scope of things but once we eclipse that then i just decided to go into history from the african-american perspective and teaching all the other parts of history as viewed from the african-american lens so and in that when by the time we got to the very first woman she was like wait 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 what other women like it was legitimately her idea like what other women Mm -hmm. don't did something amazing that we don't that i don't know about and from that you know, we started still learning about it, but then every Thursday, um, I always do because each day of the week they, they, she has a journal. Well, two of them now have a journal every day of the week, and on Thursdays it's always um, a biography, like research-based biography. So from that point on, her biographies were always about a new African American woman, mm-hmm. and they've been that way for three years now, and so. When the idea of podcasting came up, because we listen to podcasts in the in the van when we're riding around, um, and a lot of them are you know youth based, kid based <clears throat> podcasts, and so she you know was like, well, what if I had one where I talk about people? And I was like, okay. So then we kind of sat down and chopped it up and figured out how it would work, and then um, the podcast was kind of born out of that way. And I didn't want her to have to go back and do a whole lot of more work because she has all of these little snippet biographies in her journals from the last three years. So she just kind of had to grab those journal entries and then expand them just enough to get about five minutes up for a podcast because we told her it didn't have to be long because she was really intimidated at first because all the podcasts we listened to are about 30 minutes mm-hmm. and i was like, no yours can be five minutes i was like they don't need to be more than that just enough for someone to learn something new so the fact that you know she kind of embraced that and wrote the intro she does the writing i help her edit and um she adds her own voice to it and she's even learning how to you know, create the audio and snip it up and all that 
just from when we're, you know, recording it, she knows what to do to, oh, I messed up right there. We need to go back, you know? So. Yeah. And she even included her little sister. If you ever listen to the trailer for her podcast, that's her little sister getting in on the fun. Mm-hmm. So it's an inclusive experience. Yep. And aside from all that, she's just a really, really great kid. Mm-hmm. Like she loves soccer. Um, you know, pretty bummed that she hasn't been able to play for about a year, but she's very, very understanding. She's not like, you know, walking around the house pouting about it. Like she's like, oh no, I get it. This It's not as safe right now as it should be. And once it is, then we'll get back at it. But right now I'll play with my soccer ball outside and be just fine. <laughs> yep. So yeah, just yep. a really outstanding kiddo. And then her sister, uh, Ari, an- another overachiever in her own right yeah um, together they have a business of their own yep and and ari has the she's inherited the creative crafting artistic flair mm-hmm. of the family so if if amari i get this always get this confused but if amari is left brain ari is definitely right brain whatever she, one is the creative, creative side, side. <laughs> um, feel free to correct us on twitter but um it's one of those things where you can see how she looks at the world through a different lens and she leads with her senses. She yep. wants to touch it or see it or experience it in some way. Um, and that impacts her way more than um, Amari who can read something and yep. feel like she's gained understanding of it. So they're, they're very, they're very much caught, cut from different parts of, of, their experience and it's been it's been real interesting to watch them hone in on the things that they like and things like that because Ari will sit with a piece of paper and draw and color until you know she's very very content and Amari is very much uh I want to get into the math and science of Mm it I want to do the stem of it and I don't really care what color it is right now right you know what I'm saying later at some point I will care but she's right now I want to and they've been the way they are since they were little. Yeah. Like when Amari was little <clears throat> and in school, she didn't like to color, didn't like to draw things. Mm-hmm. With Ari, it's, oh, I get to draw it? Yes. You get to draw it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I get to create it? I get to make it? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, they both like to create, but it, like you just said, in very different ways. Like, they're both into crafting, like I am, but Ari is more anal about the way that the colors and the lines and the shapes go together mm-hmm. where Amari is, I like the way this looks and I'm going to make it look just like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So re- reproducibility is high on Amari's list right. of concerns. Ari is more concerned about does this one fit mm-hmm. the idea graphically that I have in my mind? Like she'll sit and create Instagram. Ari will sit and create Instagram mm-hmm. posts for hours on Canva, just creating different um, layouts. layouts and shapes, and help me spell this word real quick, mommy, mm-hmm. and then keep on and keep on keeping on. Yep, compositions. They could never get posted to Instagram, and it makes her no no difference, difference at all. No difference. She, she just, just likes and, the process of creation. It. Yep. So sit and grab crayons and markers and i even bought them for christmas a little box full of craft stuff because they would just forever well not they ari would forever be going into my craft room grabbing all my stuff out so i said okay i know how to fix this this is your craft box Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And when you need to use something of mine, that's fine. But go to this box first. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's super interesting between those two. And she she's a um, like you said, think outside of a box kind of learner. Very very different. Like I created all this curriculum for when Amari was little, thinking that oh I'll be able to use this stuff with Ari. Nope. They learn very, very differently. Mm-hmm. Like the core of everything that they learn is the same, but the way that they ingest it is very different. And even how they present it is very different. The way their brains work mm-hmm. is just not the same. So like the materials that I use, I could use a little bit, but majority of it I couldn't for Ari. Yeah. Absolutely. And it'll be the same thing with our son too. I already know. Mm-hmm. He's a very different learner than the two of them. But... um. Yep, and in addition to that, again, just a really sweet, very, very observant little girl Ari is. Um, Hyper. Very observant, understands sarcasm really, really well. (laughs) From a very early age. (laughs) And can um, find the most minute detail of any little thing and, and just make us crack up laughing off of it. She's a, 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 a very, um, what's what I'm looking for? Um, she's just funny. Yeah. She's yeah. funny. Yeah, her comedic value is very high. Then, then outside of that, in keeping with the theme of Women's History Month and uh, more importantly, women that have influenced us or impacted us in some way, including our little women, um, I think, you know, it'll go, we'll be wrong if we didn't bring up the the mothers in our lives. For sure. So, you want to start with your mom? Yeah, my mom is amazing. She's, um, she was a stay-at-home mom as well and made sure that we had, you know, the, the, the mom feel and touch on everything that we did, like, you know, wake up to breakfast and... If we were, if it was summertime, we would have lunch, and then if it wasn't, and it was after school, there was a snack, and there was dinner, and just a all around like giver. My mom is a giver. Like she's very much, um, I like those shoes. Here you go, you can have them. Type of a person. Um, just, just an amazing, amazing woman. Yeah, my mom is. Um... Well, before I get into that, your mom, yeah, from what I've observed about your mom, she is very much a very compassionate person mm-hmm. um, with a lot of empathy about um, what's going on in your life. Have you eaten? You yeah. Know, have you done this? Are you sure you've taken care of that type of, let me run down the checklist of things to make sure your wellness is, is in order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's. And very, always very just interesting. very present, like, you know, making sure, oh, like, it, it, it's sometimes it's like, mom, come on. But she's always like, did you call your brother? Have you talked to your sister? Have you, you know, just making sure that we're, you know, staying in touch with each other often, which we are, even when she's not telling us to, she just thinks that we're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or she's just doing her due yeah, diligence. Yeah, doing her due diligence to, to show how important that is, which we know because we observed it. So it was, it's not like you have, she has to keep telling us, but um, she understands the importance of family. Mm-hmm. And she's demonstrated that forever. Yeah, absolutely. 
absolutely. And then um, while we're on the subject of mom, I'll give a shout out to my mom, <laughs> who, um, strangely enough, is not the complete opposite of your mom, but she definitely was not stay at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she worked up like six jobs at a time. Sometimes yeah. it felt like, I don't know. Um, but in all of that, she still did all of the the mom things, you know, raising a son. So it was always checking all the checkpoints and making sure the room's clean. And um, something that's interesting about raising a boy, I guess, is teaching them hygiene. Mm-hmm. That's like a, a high hurdle for for a lot of moms to, to go through all of that. And then, you know, just just being there to be a listening ear, which is something I always valued in her and her brutal, unshakable honesty mm-hmm. about any topic has always been um, a real critical feature to our relationship. And I, and I think that has played out to be really fruitful later in life. Yeah. To be able to ask a question, even a tough question, and get a 100% honest answer mm-hmm. is built a level of trust that I think... Um, you know, some parents envy and is is the level of trust that I hope, you know, I'm able to build with my kids, mm-hmm. you know, where they're like, oh, if I ask this question, I'm going to get the, the answer. answer, even if I don't like it, mm-hmm. even if it's not the answer I was hoping for. It's it's the honest answer. Yeah. So one of the things I like, too, is that your mom has never been like um, she's always open to understanding better. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never like, a, I'm the mom, I know what the best thing to do. It's always like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. And I know that you get that from her because she's very much like, no, tell me more. Mm-hmm. Oh, mom, you should do this. Okay, I should do that. Tell me how, walk me through it. Like, mm-hmm. it's always, it's never been a like, I know more because I'm an elder type thing. And mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty special too. Yeah. Yeah. It always keeps her open into learning and funny because, you know, a lot of times you learn a lot through teaching. Mm-hmm. So it's been several times where I've like, no, you should do this for this reason. And then as I'm explaining it and, or teaching it to her, I go, you know what, maybe you shouldn't do this because as I'm explaining it to you, I'm realizing that this is maybe not fitting the goal that, right. that I thought it would or it doesn't hit the outcomes that you needed to hit. Mm-hmm. So in that way, it's really not something you should do. Right. Or sometimes I get some insight into the task myself where I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize that was a thing like that, you know, because I'm trying mm-hmm. to explain to her and she's like, well, what about this? You know, and I'm like, oh, is that a thing? And she's like, yeah, for, for me, because my mom has her own small business, too. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, for me and my business, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think that that was a thing. So now I'm illuminated to something new through her openness to yep. to listen. So, yeah, huge, huge impact um, and a very direct impact uh, on me and how I kind of navigate the world. Mm-hmm. Um and with that, same thing to be said about, you know, the elder parents, the grandparents. Yeah. Um, Nana and Nanny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there were other, like, those are the two that 
you know, were recently mm-hmm. ascended to the heavenly realm, but um And because of that probably you know, that longevity Yeah. probably gave them a bigger impact. It doesn't lessen the impact of like my grandma on my mom's side. Yeah. But Nanny being around so long. Yeah. You know, she had time to help me navigate through several other times yeah. in my life. Even still I know like like myself your other grandma, your grandma Doris, and like my grandma Carrie, there is a, I don't remember a lot, but I remember a feeling. Like, I remember going over her house and just feeling like, oh man, family is great. You know what I'm saying? Like, or like, oh hey, I I remember like a feeling of warmth, Mm -hmm. you know, because I was young. I I think I might have been eight when my grandma Carrie passed away. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think I was like 11 or 12. Yeah, something like that. But I just remember, like, you know, feeling like family was really, really important whenever I was at Grandma Grandma Carrie's house. Yeah, yeah, same here. Not only was family important, it was the most important yeah. thing. I think that's the biggest lesson I learned from, from my Grandma Doris is that whatever life she lived before I showed up, when I was around her, she was very keen to instill the idea that no matter what life you live at the end of the road when all your money's gone or whatever your fame is over Mm -hmm. or whatever like that the only thing you have at that point is your family you know when your friends run out on you or opinions change through life and now they're not your friend no more Mm -hmm. you know your aunts and your uncles and your brothers and your sisters those are the people that will still be there on Thanksgiving. Right. We'll still be there on your birthday and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. It was a super warm environment. Yep. Um, with her. And she was a grandma that could cook too. So that <laughs> that always helped. Grandma could, could could throw down. But then, you know, I get the same feeling from, from Nana. Yeah, me too. too. Like the interactions I had with Nana, some of the fondest memories I have yeah. of dealing with the uh, elder, mm-hmm. you know, Nana was funny. Kind of has that sense of humor, like Ari. Ari is kind of like my dad's sense of humor too, but mm-hmm. it's that real like sinister, not sinister, cynical yeah, type yeah. of humor. But it's observational. It's very it's, observational. It's based on something that they've seen and experienced, yep. and that's what makes it funny because yep. it's instantly relatable. And Nana was one of those that taught like, do what you want, but within reason yeah like live your life and enjoy the life that you have at whatever level you Mm -hmm. have it so if you're poor it's fine enjoy being poor and if you're rich enjoy being rich Mm -hmm. and enjoy all the levels all the levels in in between between. because it's all about perspective yeah exactly yeah and that's the same thing with with um nanny she was very much in my opinion that same thing because you know as we talk to her and she opened up about her life Mm -hmm. it's like oh you had times when you were like not you know nearly as well off as you are now Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and even now has its challenges but you're still just like nope i am i'm enjoying this moment yep as much as i enjoyed 30 years ago yeah the earlier moments and when i was working i enjoy that and now that i'm not i'm enjoying Mm -hmm. that and it was just like this kind of zest for life where it was like, suck it all in mm-hmm. because that's your journey. Yep. Like, don't, 
This is the journey that you have. Yeah. Don't I, forsake it. Yeah. Just just live it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. If you got to go outside and hang the clothes on the line, sing while you're doing it. Yeah. Just enjoy you know? being outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and enjoy it. And revel in the fact. Because that, that was the big thing that I learned from my grandparents that I think Nana reinforced when mm-hmm. I when I met her after we were when we started dating mm-hmm. was um and something that my mom used to say too so I've I've got this thread through my life from from these uh, amazing African American women which has always been it could be worse mm-hmm. so oh you don't have a dryer and you need to hang your clothes on a line but you have a clothesline to hang them on yep because it could be worse. You could not have that clothesline and not have a dryer. Yeah. Oh, you only have a washer? Well, that's good because you're not washing your clothes in a wash tub. And it was always this perspective. Right. You know, because they had lived lives. And they were they... like, look, at, I know what I used to have right. or didn't have. Right. So the fact that I don't have to use a washboard right. to wash my clothes. Yeah. And all I have to do is hang them outside. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yep. And, 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 and Nanny even had preferences because some things, because she had a dryer. Yeah, Nana did too. But then she had some things that she After actually, she actually preferred to put to on hang the outside, line. yeah. Yeah. And so she would have certain things that she would take outside. Like it's nothing better than legitimately nothing better than putting a white sheet on the clothesline because the sun keeps it white, whiter than your dryer will. Oh really? Yes. I did not know that. <laughs> but she definitely. But that was, was one of those things. Yes. She was like, "Baby, go hang this on the line for me, okay?" Yep. And she throw everything else in the dryer, but that those sheets were going outside. Yep, yep. Especially if it was a bright sunny day. Mm-hmm. Nanny, nanny too. In the dryer. She would put her sheets on the line and just little things like that. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. that helps it. What it what it turned into for me is it taught me how to navigate change. Yeah. More so than anything else because. It wasn't, oh, woe is me. This thing is changing. Because even sometimes change for good can be trying mm-hmm. in making the transition. You know what I'm saying? You go from a job making 20000 to one making eighty. Mm-hmm. There's still a transition in right. there. You know what I'm saying? That sometimes that transition can be hard to navigate. Yep. You know? Um, and even if it's changing tax brackets or moving to new areas or whatever yep. you had to do. That transition can be tough, but I think what they taught me was through that lens of it could be worse and look at what you have now versus what you have. Enjoy your current situation. Yeah, enjoy the moment, find the humor in things. I think that really helped me navigate. It taught me how to navigate small changes and extreme changes at the same time. Because you can get in the midst of the change and just be like, you know, oh, look at this. Isn't this a funny thing? Because, you know, even like up here, when we moved up here mm-hmm. and like um, store names and things like that. Like, I didn't know what a Bosco's was. Mm-hmm. I didn't Bef- know Acne was a grocery store. <laughs> we passed by that. It was like, like from Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yeah. real thing. That's a real thing. <laughs> And and even that being able to make that joke in yeah. the midst of the change is 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 really what's important. I think a thing that they really leaned in on for us for sure. And then, um, and continuing this this vein of thought, did you know your great grandma often referred to as your big my mama? my big mama? I 
I only have one very faint memory of Big Mama because she passed away when I was maybe two. Mm-hmm. So I just have a really, really faint memory of walking up because um, in relationship to my mom's house, her house was right next door, but kind of like um, up the hill a little bit. It was like a bit of, hill, of a hill behind my mom's house. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a very faint memory of like walking up to her house and going into the door but i don't that that's about it because i was two <laughs> that's yeah. all i remember and then of course i have like one picture mm-hmm. um from i want to say it was probably the year that she passed because i looked about two in the picture when mm-hmm. it was her birthday which is valentine's day is her birthday oh okay and um she was holding a birthday cake Okay. But uh, that's I it. I don't think I have any pictures of Big Mama that I've seen. But I have I have a couple of memories. But the one that stick out, because like you, my Big Mama lived up the street from my grandma. Mm-hmm. So when me and my mom would visit my grandma, we could walk okay. to Big Mama's house. and that Was, was it off- like a long driveway or something? No, no. We would walk on the road. Then oh, it was, it was then, literally up the street. Yeah, literally up the street. But then... Um, you know, and that was kind of par for the course. If we go see grandma, we go go see big mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, it was a couple of times we stayed. We stayed with grandma, and I remember getting up very, very early, maybe like four in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, we had to walk down big mama's house for something. And I'm sure it was some task that grandma gave my mom. Yeah, and my mom just took me with her, and uh, and because they were really early early risers Mm -hmm. for whatever reason and so it's like four four in the morning and we get to big mama's house and i'll never forget because big mama would do um handmade biscuits oh yeah and when we got there there was already biscuits rising they were already they were coming (laughs) out the oven and it blew my mind because i was like who was up cooking hand like how i at the time biscuits from scratch and they done and they done so what time did you go to bed at, that last night and she was the first person that introduced me to the idea of putting grape jelly on a biscuit oh okay so she was like oh these biscuits just came out they're nice and warm y'all don't walk down here to do this thing for me i still don't know what the thing was but she told me hey baby sit down and i'm gonna give you a biscuit with some grape jelly and i was just like okay you know what I'm saying? Because up to that point, I had peanut butter and jelly. Changed your life. Yeah, she put that, man. I could eat a hot biscuit look, right now if hot, it won't for this. Trying not to <laughs> be a fat body. <laughs> look, when she put that, and and then, you know, they Great got like the butter day. on them to begin yeah, with. The butter all melted and, on the top of that put biscuit. That, then she smushed it, didn't she? Yeah, she smushed it. She <gasps> put oh, that grape boy. jelly on there and smushed that biscuit. I took a first bite and it changed my life. <laughs> You're like, give me some biscuits, grape like, jelly, please. I was like, what is this? And from that moment until the last time I talked to her, I would see her and be like, hey, big mama, give her a kiss on the cheek. And then I will say, you got any biscuits? <laughs> like, one, two, three. That was the order. Yeah. And, and But, you know, at the same time, it was funny, too, because big mama didn't take any mess. Out of, out of the three, nanny, grandma, and big mama. Big Mama was the one that was like, I don't even want to make her mad, but it seemed like it was very easy to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? When you come in the house, if you took too long to close the door. And she going to fuss? Yeah. Why you ain't? 
why you ain't close the door when you came in the house? Which was always, you know, when I was younger, it was always kind of fun to see Big Mama get riled up. Because mm-hmm. it was like, it was like, you knew she was riled up, but it never seemed as threatening as like when my mom right. got upset or grandma got upset. Because I'm like, oh, they'll get a switch or they'll. But Big Mama was always like, with the little wooden spoon, like, close the door. And you like, that's funny because you got yeah. like a wooden spoon. <laughs> but I don't think you'll ever do anything with right. the wooden spoon. But my mom would move expeditiously. Right. So I wonder if it's just I was a generation removed, kind of like when we had kids, how our parents act towards our kids. I know. Where you like, where was that person <laughs> when, when, I, I, was when I was coming up? Because you just really excited to see them and right. they can't do no wrong. Mm-hmm. You asking me what they want. It ain't their birthday. I know. Well, what, what you mean what, what they, they want? want? <laughs> when I used to tell you unsolicited what I want, <laughs> oh, you ain't getting that no time. You better wait till your birthday. <laughs> yeah. You better make a list. So, but yeah, I think, I think that's, that's, I think that's how women in our lives you know in hit in looking at history women's history month i think that historical context of those great women having input into us uh i think especially for me from a male perspective is the kind of things i try to instill in our girls yeah for sure you know that lineage of well this woman was great this woman was great this woman was great in my life Mm -hmm. and how can i translate that to you right little women and have you understand that you come from these these great women you know for sure so it's a big impact yep 100 percent did you have anything else nope that was it i think it was great yeah well that's perfect right on time yeah again we'll put the links to all the amazing stuff our girls are doing in the show notes if you're interested please check it out at the very least check it out um and other than that, give us, you can drop us feedback at 97podcast um, on Twitter. And Instagram. And Instagram. Um, other than that. Thanks you, to all of our new followers on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Take a listen, like a post, send us a DM. Yep, that's about it. Well, thanks, guys, for yeah. listening. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.